Hi everyone, this is Kevin Smith. And Brian Belter. And Liz Belter. Welcome back to the podcast, Liz. Thanks. Today we are starting our final three podcasts. Yeah, this is going to be the last week, and then we've got Holy Week and Monday-Thursday services starting on Thursday, so please tune in to join us these last three days. It should be a nice wrap-up on this journey we've been going on together. Today we're going to start the week off in Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 through 10. The Lord said to Moses, Cut for yourself two tablets of stone like the first, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets, which you broke. Be ready by the morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself there to me, on top of the mountain. No one shall come up with you, and let no one be seen throughout all the mountain. Let no flocks or herds graze opposite that mountain. So Moses cut two tablets of stone like the first, And he rose early in the morning and went up on Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, and took in his hand two tablets of stone. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. And Moses quickly bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. And he said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, please let the Lord go in the midst of us, for it is a stiff-necked people and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for your inheritance. And he said, Behold, I am making a covenant before all your people. I will do marvels such as have not been created in all the earth or in any nation, and all the people among you, and all the people among whom you are, shall see the works of the Lord. For it is an awesome thing that I will do with you. Well, once again, thank you, Kevin, for uh, doing a reading for us. That was that was quite a bit in there for only ten verses. You know, it was nice to see kind of a a wrap up on the uh, the golden calf situation a little bit. You know, to see God coming back to the people and reassuring that this covenant is going to be upheld. But there's a little work to do before we get to that covenant part with the you know reissuing of the new tablets. Yeah, I don't think that we really... It was mentioned, obviously, in the reading previously that Moses broke the tablets in anger at discovering what uh, his people were doing while he was on the mountain. But we didn't really talk about it much. Yeah, like, when he when Mo- Moses comes down from the mountain, we read it, yeah, like you said, that he came down and he was so furious that he just threw the tablets to the ground and smashed them. Uh, we kind of glossed over it, but that... Is, that again shows the the great anger that Moses had, as in the title of that podcast. Oh man, is Moses <laughs> mad? By the way, Kevin, best title to a podcast we've had so far. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> I know that Liz read that and was just you know laughing out loud, and I was like, "What? What's going on?" She's like, "Just read the title that Kevin put on here, and it's cracking me up." But it was very appropriate. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, Moses was furious. <laughs> yeah, so furious that he took. Something that was literally written by the hand of God and broke it to pieces. I kind of, like, when you guys 
obviously you said before that you read it, but never really talked about it. But during that podcast, I was thinking about that. I don't think that he was so mad that he was like, I'm just going to throw these down. Like, I think it was just subconscious almost. Like, I have these in my hand. And I'm so mad. Because I know I've done that. Like, in anger, you just you drop whatever you're doing and and go. So I kind of thought. But then at the same time, after I, if you were Moses, if I was Moses, after doing that and realizing what I had done, I can't imagine what you would feel like. I just broke these tablets that were written by the hand of God, and I just, in my anger, I threw them aside and broke them. Well, and it was heavily inferred at that point that God might be done with the people. He was wanting to wipe them out in a, in some sort of plague or some sort of fiery destruction, and Moses talked him down from that, but it was inferred in that moment that he might be, you know, washing his hands of the Israelites. Yeah, God... We started when God first talked to Moses about the people, the golden calf situation, how they were down at the base of the mountain sinning. We start, God wants to wipe them out. Moses intercedes. God says, okay, I will not, you know, completely consume these people. Moses comes down and, you know, doles out his punishment from his anger, you know, making him drink the powdered calf that's in the water, sending out the Levites and killing 3,000 souls that day. And then Moses comes back up the mountain when God says he's going to not be with the people on their journey. Moses pleads again, please be with us, please be with us. God says, all right, I will be with you. Now Moses is back on the mountain and God is remaking these tablets and then reestablishing the covenant. So what a roller coaster. We had God you know, fully invested in this covenant, protecting the people, being with the people, to God wanting to all, you know, wipe them all out. And then gradually, as Moses intercedes on behalf of the people, we get back to this covenant renewal. Yeah, and God knew all of this was going to happen uh, to begin with, but I almost feel like any time God allows a certain certain events to happen the way they happen, there's always a reason for it. And I think a big reason for why God allowed this particular sequence of events is I think it was part of having Moses grow as a prophet and leader of his people. If he didn't have to go to bat and intercede on behalf of the people, that wouldn't there wouldn't be a reason for him to grow in that strength. We've talked a lot about how Moses has been this archetype of Christ. Um, even though Christ, you know, fully man, fully God, he had to start his ministry at some time and grow that ministry and build disciples and show these miracles and build up to that Easter event. It's kind of similar here where Moses starts out and he has to build build up the people, uh, you know, build his own confidence even, get them out of Egypt, finally speak to God on Mount Sinai, build this covenant. You know, it's just this series that is reflected kind of in the ministry of Christ as well. You kind of just answered a, a question that I have been having in my head, like how quick... It seems that God is to just keep dismissing his people. I'm going to destroy these people. They messed up one little time, which I realize they're messing up big time, but they messed up. I'm going to wipe them out. And Moses says, please don't. Then, you know, and then again, the people do something else and God is just going to destroy them. So this whole, I mean, we've talked about it. You've talked about it several podcasts now that Moses has to intercede. And it just seems every time that people do something, 
God is ready to just obliterate. And I'm assuming, I mean, even up to, you know, Jesus, same thing. That's kind of, that's a scary image of God for me. Yeah, we see it all throughout the Old Testament, even before and after this exodus. We see that the, the chosen people continually fall away from the word of God and what God has told them that they're supposed to do. When they fall away, there is always that threat of either separation from God, which in itself is, that's hell, right? Separation from God. But also earthly punishment of death and and destruction. But we find these prophets and priests that continually intercede, and kings that continually intercede on behalf of the people, right? Well, let's bring it forward like we always try to do to the gospel. We now have no need for this continual intercession and pleading because we have received the ultimate prophet, priest, and king in Christ that has once and for all been the complete intercessory that we need and will wipe away all of our sin and any of our sin just through that one act of atonement. And thank goodness for that because it says it right here in verse 7, a little bit into it, that God will visit the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation without that ultimate sacrifice by Jesus to clear our ledger I mean, we would have no chance. And his his act of intercession goes far beyond that punishment to the third and fourth generation. It goes to salvation for all generations through eternity. That's heavy. That and really, I don't even know. <laughs> it's heavy, but it's amazing, right? It really is. I never thought of, like, I, I keep saying I never thought about it, but that's just because this whole podcast thing is just making me think about things all new and different. I never really understood I guess is the right word that I needed that I needed Jesus to be between you know what I'm saying yeah because your sin God is completely justified in the yeah. punishment that he doles out in the Old Testament and we deserve that same kind of punishment he's completely justified in that yeah. because we deserve it to make me think that every day God's probably like I'm going to wipe her out and Jesus says no I already took I already her sin it. I already took her sin Ugh. it's gone yeah because if you if you think there's not a golden calf in your life, oh my gosh, there are a myriad of them. It may not be quite as blatant, but sure. I mean, think of the things that we sometimes focus too much on: money, power, just earthly things, lust, greed. Oh yeah, alcohol, food, pretty much anything that is an earthly enjoyment. I mean, we we seek it. And we should be seeking God at all times. And it's just, it's impossible for us to do. And then there's Jesus who comes along and daily drinks that powder golden calf mm-hmm. for us to take away our iniquities. Thanks, Jesus. Definitely. <laughs> keep, keep doing that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think that's a pretty good uh, stopping point. Good job on tying everything back to Jesus, as as I know that we're uh, we're trying to do with all of this. Because that... Again, that's the whole uh, point of the whole story. Yeah. I mean, I've I've never actually sat down and read Exodus completely through. But, I mean, just throughout different Easter times and whatever, working through it. And, again, I've seen the Ten Commandments movie a billion times. <laughs> but I've just, I've never really looked at it with this point of view of trying to pull everything forward. 
to You're Jesus. You're not alone in that. Yeah. This is... it, it's really, it, it's great. I, it's so amazing how that just, all that just pops out at you that, <laughs> to quote Mary Canfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we move into Holy Week, we want to let everybody know that uh, there are services at Holy Cross outside of the norm. We have our Monday Thursday service coming up on Thursday, April 18th, at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. There will be Holy Communion at all services. Also, we have Good Friday services, naturally on that Friday, also at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. This weekend there will be no service on Saturday, but we will have multiple services on Easter Sunday. There is a service at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. with Holy Communion at all services. And we will have an Easter breakfast this weekend served by the youth of our congregation from 7 a.m. till 10.45 a.m. That'll be down in our church gymnasium, again, served by the youth. And all proceeds of that breakfast do go towards the National Youth Gathering and sending our kids there. Pancakes, pastries, egg casseroles, biscuits and gravy, fresh Mm. fruit, juice and coffee. Come for the Jesus and salvation, stay for the breakfast. (laughs) As we close out today's podcast, we would ask that you all bow your heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, thank you for the blessings that you have stowed upon us, not just us three here at the podcast, but upon all of Holy Cross and all your people during this Lenten and Easter season. We truly do thank you for bringing us together and allowing to share your word and some of the insights from your word with the people. Lord, as we approach this Easter season, We are reminded through the words that we've read today that you are with us at all times, no matter how often we break your covenant, your laws, that we do have the ultimate intercessor in Christ who did die to atone for all of our sins and grant us eternal salvation. Lord, we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for joining us today. And just a reminder... All scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.